This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. Biden unveils $6 trillion budget with social spending and taxes on business. GOP blocks partisan probe of January 6 insurrection. And California could launch the West Coast's first commercial offshore wind farms. It's Saturday, May 29. I'm Anthony Davis. President Joe Biden on Friday unveiled a $6 trillion budget for next year that's piled high with new safety net programs for the poor and middle class. But his generosity depends on taxing corporations and the wealthy to keep the nation's spiking debt from spiralling out of control. Biden has already described in general terms major plans on infrastructure and he won a big victory on COVID-19 relief earlier this year. Friday's rollout incorporates those costs into the government's budget framework, including Social Security and Medicare, providing a fuller view of the administration's fiscal posture. The administration sees a $1.8 trillion deficit next year and steadily accumulating federal debt that has topped $28 trillion after well over $5 trillion in already approved COVID-19 relief. As a result, the government must borrow roughly 50 cents of every dollar it spends this year and next. With the deficit's growth largely unchecked, Biden would use proposed tax hikes on businesses and high-earning people to power huge new social programs like universal pre-kindergarten, large subsidies for childcare and guaranteed paid leave. The best way to grow our economy is not from the top down, but from the bottom up and the middle out, Biden said in his budget message. The budget incorporates the administration's eight-year $2.3 trillion infrastructure proposal and its $1.8 trillion American Families Plan, and adds details on his $1.5 trillion request for annual operating expenditures for the Pentagon and domestic agencies. Biden is a veteran of a long-gone Washington that fought bitterly in the 80s and 90s to wrestle the deficit under control. Huge deficits have yet to drive up interest rates, as many fiscal hawks have feared, however, and genuine anti-deficit sentiment is difficult to find in either party. Senate Republicans on Friday blocked creation of a bipartisan panel to study the January 6 attack on the Capitol in a show of party loyalty to former President Trump, aiming to shift the political focus away from the violent insurrection by his GOP supporters. Instead, it's now likely that questions about who should bear responsibility for the attack will continue to be filtered through a partisan lens, rather than addressed by an independent panel modelled after the commission that investigated the September 11, 2001 terror attacks. 
The Senate vote was 54 to 35, six short of the 60 needed to take up a House-passed bill that would have formed a 10-member commission evenly split between the two parties. It came a day after emotional appeals from police who fought with the rioters, the family of an officer who died afterward, and lawmakers in both parties who fled Capitol chambers as the rioters broke in. Six Republicans voted with Democrats to move forward. Eleven senators, nine Republicans and two Democrats missed the vote, an unusually high number of absentees for one of the highest profile votes of the year. It was the first successful use of a Senate filibuster in the Biden presidency and revived talk of doing away with the time-honoured procedure typically used to kill major legislation. It requires 60 votes to move ahead rather than a simple majority in the 100-member Senate. California has taken a major step toward launching the first commercial offshore wind energy program on the West Coast, a project that would open the state's waters to hundreds of floating turbines and could eventually power 1.6 million homes. The state announced an agreement with the U.S. government on Tuesday that would open federal waters off California's central and northern coasts to new wind farms and put the state and the country in a better position to meet ambitious climate targets. The new projects, if approved and built, would provide a major expansion of offshore wind power in the U.S. Currently, there are just two working offshore wind farms, off Block Island in Rhode Island and off Virginia but more than two dozen others are in development. The announcement is part of Biden's plan to create 30 gigawatts of offshore wind energy by 2030. California, separately, set a goal to produce all electricity by 2045 through renewable energy resources and zero-carbon generating facilities. The plan includes floating 380 windmills across a nearly 400-square-mile expanse of roughly 250,000 acres northwest of Morro Bay. The agreement comes two weeks after the Biden administration announced a $3 billion project off the coast of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts that would power 400,000 homes with 84 turbines. Another proposed project, Ocean Wind, off New Jersey, would create 1,100 megawatts of power. Those wind farms would be dwarfed by the scale of the California projects. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far 
in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.